This is a critical moment in shoot for ball history. We've got some of our usual suspects. It's me, Carrington Harrison, taking you on this journey for shoot for ball. 2019, I ain't playing around. Our podcast gonna be crisp, audio gonna be on point, energy gonna be high. To my left, I've got Devin George, Brian oh, Kennedy, giving you a solid eight and four. I'm talking Bruh. minutes and points. Oh, my That's God. my guy, Augsburg, right, Minnesota. Right in front of me, I got Tyrus Thomas. Athletic, can go get you a yeah. bucket if need be. <laughs> to, my, to my right, we, go. we got our first white boy Uh-oh. on the pod. <laughs> So far, this has been a Black Lives Matter only <laughs> podcast. We've got our Kyle Corver, Zach Noble. That was the biggest compliment. I wasn't expecting that. Let's go. Gotta make sure we we're got on our best behavior. Right. <laughs> I was trying to figure out why Bond wore khakis for today's Super Bowl podcast. I was trying to figure that out. Uh, it's our first podcast in 2019. I actually think we're going to make it to the All-Star break this year. I actually feel really good. It was very much in question if we were going to make it to the All-Star break. But we're going to do it. In a first in Super Bowl history, we've got breaking news. Just start getting white people on the podcast. Shit start happening during the middle of it. Information comes in. Zach, co-host of the NBA Four Seasons podcast. What's the NBA breaking news? The breaking news would be DeMarcus Cousins coming back on the 18th. Of this month. Let's get it, Fuck. Warriors. Let's He's coming get back it. before Martin Luther <laughs> King Day. Yo, get to Marcus Cousins' ass out of here. <laughs> get his ass no, out of here. That's, no, that's no. monumental. <laughs> Brian, can we let Brian go first? You know he just started cheering for the Warriors when they got Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we got to go through this let, every give, time? Give him his time. <laughs> so go ahead. Time. Brian, floor, floor is yours, Brian Kennedy. <laughs> Tell us what you saying, think about it. Hey, he been out here dunking on Kevin Durant, so... He must be ready. That's you know, all I'm that. Hey, I do low-key love that. I, I'm here for DeMarcus Cousins staying and KD leaving. I, 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 I've said that before. Let's but get him started. Yeah, I'm here for that. But, yeah, bring it on, DeMarcus. Let's go out here and get this 12 to 15 minutes that they're about to give you on the 18th. Um, you know, just get your legs back. Get your strength and conditioning up. Get ready for this playoff run. That's really what it's going to come down to. We ain't caring about what he does right now. It's all about what he's going to be giving in May and June. Do we think that he saw Draymond shoot a couple of threes <laughs> and he was like, I got to find my way to the court as quickly as possible? Because something tells me if Draymond was playing a little bit better, they like, you know what, take a couple extra weeks, you can come back February 1. Yo, they saw Draymond Green shoot with that brick backpack he wearing right now. And they was like, yo, you got to speed this recovery process up. But I think we all know on a very serious note, once they started showing those videos of him in practice, you were like, yeah, Boogie's going to play a lot sooner oh, yeah. than people think. Yeah, he's definitely on his way back. As soon as one-on-ones, he was able to play and basically get contact. After that, it just came down to three-on-three and five-on-five after that. Kavon Looney's not happy right now. (laughs) (laughs) That that and uh, because Damian Jones, when he got hurt, it didn't rush the timeline, but it definitely put a, we need another big guy around here because Looney's definitely not the guy for big minutes. Is Tyrus Thomas better than Damian Jones and Kevon Looney? <laughs> if I'm Tyrus Thomas, that's what's going through my mind right now. I, I can't yeah, comprehend this. Hell yeah. I had no clue that DeMarcus Cousins was the white person. He was the Zach Noble of the Warriors. Whenever they were having Let's all go. their issues and fighting, DeMarcus Cousins, of all people, to break up the, mis- the stuff that was going on with the Golden State Warriors, 
DeMarcus Cousins was the peacemaker hey, for Golden State. It's always, you know, it's always the uh, least expected guy. Who, what was that? I think it was, this was a while back, but it was Kobe and Shaq. When Kobe was going against somebody and Shaq was in a Miami Heat jersey, he played peacemaker and tried to separate Kobe. You know they didn't like each other. <laughs> I'm uh, calling it now. If he's back <laughs> on the 18th, first argument's going to be. On the 23rd. I'll say the 27th. Like I said the 27th. <laughs> First argument is going to be Draymond and, Draymond and Boogie, or is it going to be somebody else? It's probably going to be Draymond and Boogie. <laughs> Over, under, MLK. <laughs> First <laughs> argument. You got to have peace on that day. Damn. We can't have black on black peace on MLK Day. Damn. I can't believe that's happening. It's a rough time. It's Some, a rough time. Something tells me the issue is not going to be with Demarcus. The issue is going to be with Draymond. Draymond is yeah. the one that's going to have the problems. Like you're telling me, like, this, this is what I think. This is what Here I go. Theory. You ready for that theory? My first hot take in 2019. <laughs> They're going to have a lineup that has Boogie in over Draymond, and Draymond's going to be unhappy. I think they're going to want to see what they look like if they say bye to Draymond and they say yes to Boogie and they move forward, and that's going to cause some friction in the locker room. Probably a Kevin Durant podcast because Kevin Durant will go on your <laughs> NBA podcast. He might come on this podcast in two weeks. I don't know. I got to find a way to say I fake work at Yahoo and he'll come on this podcast. Kevin Durant will be on this podcast tonight if I tell him work at Yahoo. That's what I think. That's my prediction. I have nothing to base it on, but this the barbershop kind of. I need some more than that. You mean like, what are we talking like End of the year or you mean like by February? By MLK Day. What is Zach just telling you? <laughs> He's not even going to be playing enough minutes to even come up with this scenario you're talking about. Talking about he's going to be playing over Draymond. I mean, and they, what, the they, second quarter with tw 10 minutes left in the second quarter and they up three? They pushed him out two months, so maybe he's ready for 30 a game. No, he's definitely not ready for no 30 minutes a game. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Draymond I, ain't ready for 30 minutes a game. No. <laughs> Draymond ain't ready. So, DeMarcus Cousins, he's going to be back on the 18th. We got our first breaking news. Zach, you should show up more often and we'll have breaking news. <laughs> um, the other big story of the NBA that we missed, Tom Thibodeau. Gone. Gone. Fired. <laughs> I was Out of here. Fired. <laughs> fired after a win. At least you could have yes. waited until they lost because they definitely was about to lose. You didn't even hear no hot seat, no turmoil. I mean, right. he already knew he had turmoil, but no hot seat. He just, it was definitely breaking news because that was just woge bomb out of nowhere. I don't understand this part of it. Someone please help me understand. They fired Tom Thibodeau. That's perfectly fine. You fired him for... Fred Hoiberg? Ain't that the same thing the Bulls did? You saw that didn't work for the Bulls. Why do you think it's now going to work for you? That makes no sense to me. With all well, first of all, things. they fired him for Ryan Saunders, a 32-year-old assistant coach. That was the first move. Flip son about to come but in. I know people that think Fred Hoiberg's coming in right away. I think Ryan Saunders is going to last the season. You think, you think he's lasting the whole season? Yeah, whole season. Yeah, it's a trial run. I mean, this is... This is a huge PR move for Minnesota. They, I mean, they actually believe in this guy, too. But say if he takes to the playoffs, he's our guy. Bond, you're the only – I guess Zach's here now, so he might actually do it. You're the only person that I know would watch, like, Timberwolves Suns on a Tuesday <laughs> night on NBA League. Hey, I haven't, I haven't missed a Suns or Timberwolves game this year. I'm not yes. – <laughs> Nothing, yes, nothing surprised me. We might trade you for AB. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If, we got an AB. I love you to death. You might get traded for Kyle Corver. Straight up trade. I might do a cash consideration Michael Carter Williams trade for AB and Zach Noble plus two Aquafinas. We'll, we'll make that trade. I ain't gonna do my boy AB like that. <laughs> Zach's been on the podcast more than AB's been on the podcast.
AB ain't here enough to be on the podcast. Rest what in happened? peace, boy. <laughs> so, so, what do you think happened with uh, with Tom Thibodeau in Minnesota? Well, I've always thought, just from the whole Jimmy Butler debacle, I felt that he was dead man walking, you know, anyway. I, it was either going to be midway through the season or end of the season. I didn't think that he was going to stay. Just that, in my opinion, how he handled that whole situation, I don't think that management, you know, really like what was going on. I don't think that they were happy with the return that they got from that whole deal. And, you know, Tom Thibodeau was just being stubborn. You know, he didn't want to and – and I understand where he was coming from with that. You got a star player uh, of Jimmy Butler's caliber. You don't want to let him go that easily. Everybody saw what happened with the whole Kyrie situation. But this was a little different than that situation. Like, when you brought him back in there and he went through his whole, like I said, his, his, his practice – um, I don't know what name you want to put on that when he came in and, and, and pretty much told them, fuck y'all. You know, that's pretty <laughs> right. much what he I said. Don't think pretty much, I think uh, it happened. It happened. <laughs> and, and, and then he came back and played. Like me personally, I don't think with that whole situation, I don't never think that he should have played a game this season with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I should just they should have just let him sit until they eventually knew they were gonna leave uh gonna move him. They should have just let him sit. But when, once you let him play like, that pretty much gave him, you know, precedence to pretty much do whatever he want. I'm going to sit out when I want to sit yeah. out. I'm going to sit on the bench, do all these antics. Like, it was just a bad look for Tibbs, and that was his guy. So, I just didn't I didn't feel that he was going to last anyway. <clears throat> and then once they got that trade of the players that they got back, I felt that that was kind of a mini small run. As Zach kind of mentioned, like, you know, this is a, a trial run for <clears throat> um for the new coach, I just think that that was kind of a mini run to see what these new players are going to do in this short period of time, see if we can get some wins in, do it look like we can be a playoff contender. And then once I, they seen that, yeah, we're pretty much going to be, you know, 500-ish for the rest of the years, it really was no reason to keep him. Let's move on, see what we can do, you know, for, for the next season and go from there. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of sad that, that his home boy pretty much kind of is the reason I don't say it's the ride or die. Hey, he ended up live by died. the butler, live and <laughs> die by the he butler. Died by he the butler. Died by Nobody's the lived by the butler. Right? <laughs> no team is lived by Jimmy Butler. They've all died in some capacity. They all died. Let me ask you guys this, and maybe I'm crazy for thinking this. I kind of think that the problem with Minnesota is very similar to the problem with Washington. Like, leadership has to come from on the court. Like, somebody on the actual basketball team has to be the leader. Car Anthony Towns to me. It's not a leader. Like, I remember the story, and I think Shams was the one that wrote it, that when Jimmy Butler was talking all that crazy stuff, Carl Anthony Towns had nothing to say. Right. And then whenever Jimmy Butler left, you want to rally the troops. Bro, the time to rally the troops was when he was in the room <laughs> with you. Right. The time was not when he go to the bathroom like Debo, like, <laughs> hey, whenever he leave, I be talking to you. It's not the time to be the leader. So, like, I look at Minnesota's roster kind of like Washington. They're, like, they got a lot of good individual talent. But they don't have any one Leadership. leader on their yep. team. Like, that's the problem. Thibodeau's not the problem. Hoiberg won't be the problem. This Ryan Saunders is not the problem. The problem is Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. That's the problem with their team. I mean, Towns' play is starting to speak for itself, averaging 30 over his last six or seven games here. He, I mean, he's trying to be more vocal, but you're right. I mean, I, I like the comparison to Washington. I think that fits because there's no vocal leader. John Wall isn't a vocal leader either. Um, he's more of a Jimmy Butler leader. Fuck you, marry me type of deal. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, that is 
I, I agree. You need a leader on the court, and none of the veterans are getting it done either um, verbally. So that's uh, tough. They're in a tough situation. But, I mean, Tom's always been, I mean, look how he's raised. He's like, comes from a good family, well to do, just quiet kid, just like to play the game. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's really learned how to lead people with him. When you're two, you can't have your two stars being guys that can't lead. Like your two <laughs> stars are guys that don't want to say anything, yeah, and like you said, I just want to come back. out. I'm just gonna go out there and play. Like unless you're Kawhi, right. you know, and and you're just and you're a great player. Like Kawhi, he's different because he's a great player, so he can lead with his play and 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 the thing that he does on the court. Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, they may Carl Anthony Towns may do it on the offensive end. We know Wiggins is he might be here tonight, he might not be here tonight. And I hate to say that as a KU player. He's got a, a lot KU of Casper fan. in his game. A lot of Casper. Facts. <laughs> but I noticed that back in college, but anytime I said I was a hater. But you can't have I am a hater, but Okay, we, we don't have to bring up your your KU. Can we talk about KU after no, you get done? Because no. there's one thing I want to bring up with KU this, now that I want to shoot football go podcast. Let's stay on topic tonight. Um, no we have guests. Pros, pros only. No, pros no. only. But I mean, if you do want to bring up KU, you know, I got another KU guy with me. So no, do I, you really want to step I'm in? I'm strapped. There? I'm fully strapped. I'm, I'm more than happy to go up against you, J.R. Giddens, and my guy, Tyrell Reed over there. If y'all want right. smoke, smoke, still respectable. Can I at least bring up the fact of. Michelle Beadle looked at Paul Pierce and was like, you are not a fan favorite. And Paul Pierce looked very upset. Right. That was Michelle Beadle was telling him the truth. Don't nobody like you, dog. You ain't Kobe out here. <laughs> she looked him in the face like, are you a fan favorite? Uh, I was a fan favorite. Nigga, no, you was not. <laughs> nobody thinks you were a fan favorite. Nobody outside of Boston. Right. Yeah, Paul Boston. Pierce. You got to give him Boston. Nobody. Nobody in Los Angeles where you're from likes you, Paul Pierce. You're a bum. That's what you're a bum. Oh, we're going to oh. do this Again. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do this. Let's, 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 let's give you a little history, Zach. Right. Last time. Top 50 player of all time. Hey, Here we go. Paul Pierce, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, First hey. off, watch your tone. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. Maybe top 60. Maybe top 60. I got to get on my list. I got to get on my list. Paul Pierce wouldn't be a top 20 player in today's NBA. The current NBA right now. Peak, Top 20? Peak. Dude, Paul Pierce would be great in today's NBA. Are you kidding me? He's just, hey, he's just a hater. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Paul Pierce no, would be even better in today's NBA. <laughs> he's just a hater. You, you expect that from him. Uh, he's probably thinking Paul Tigers. Pierce is just a Trevor Reese in today's NBA. <laughs> Oh, he would give. He wouldn't even give him that. He wouldn't even give him that. Who who would you compare Paul? I don't want to go there. I, know, you know, I, if, I love talking about Paul Pierce. You know, I, if we're being completely serious. I mean, I just went from Kyle Corver to Tyrell Reed. <laughs> so who's Paul Pierce going to now? I was just trying to think of a white KU player. Was the first white I like. I like to read. It was my day. You called me a motherfucker, and I really <laughs> a lot happened over the last six minutes on the Shoot Football podcast. <laughs> This is what I think. I, actually, I, to be completely honest, I don't think that Paul Pierce is a bad player. Obviously, he's there we not. Go. I think that Paul Pierce was Carmelo Anthony. I think he was going to be a good player for a long time, maybe make the Hall of Fame, and then two better players than him showed up, and then he won a ring. <laughs> I, think that, I think that Paul Pierce would have always been 
eliminating the first round, eliminating the second round. We look at him as a disappointment, but then Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen showed up, and he got one ring. Doesn't oh. mention his Eastern Conference Finals. He carried <laughs> Antoine yeah, Walker just and like Kenny Carmelo. Anderson. Carmelo's got the one Western Conference Finals. And people don't give him credit for it. He, he still doesn't get the credit for it. carry them either. That's, that, that's because right now he's first team all 24-hour fitness. So <laughs> <laughs> he's on the back. And I'll give you those facts. Greg I'll give you those facts. Sharks and everything. I'm, back, just, I, I'm just happy Carmelo got his chick back. Cause, uh, it was <laughs> yeah, looking, that's nice. It was looking very shaky. Very I for, your dog for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to admit to my Melo uh, fandom. I'm a big Melo guy, too. Uh, so, <laughs> I want to bring up, you were talking about Towns earlier. I kind of like the comparison to Anthony Davis personality-wise because neither yeah, – we were talking was. before the show, Anthony Davis doesn't really elevate too many players. He's not – too great of a leader himself. So, I mean, I mean, there's kind of a formula you can see ahead of him. Just foresee the future, and you might turn out, results might be better. I mean, other than Boogie Cousins, if the best player you play with is Drew Holiday, how much elevation can you do? I'm asking honestly. I think his... I think he's got a pretty good core. He's not... His team isn't deep this year, but Drew Holiday is the top 30 player. Julius Randle, Nikola Mirotic, those guys are top 40, top 45 guys, like top 50 minimum. I mean, that's they're You've freaking got good. Team to be better than what they no, and they're all playing the best of their career right now. Etwan Moore's averaging 17 points, shooting 40% from three. Like, they just can't he, I think there's no excuses. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anthony Davis is putting up the same numbers as last year, and but he's there's little things that are going into it. I mean that the wins aren't coming. I don't need to. Bon, you agree? Yeah, we we were having a discussion <laughs> about that, and that's one of the things with you know with us. Like I said, speaking of Carl Anthony Towns, like those guys that don't, you know, if as far as Anthony Davis, <clears throat> he's he's widely regarded as one of the top five players in the league. And, Too wildly. And. My thing is, if you're one of the top five players in the league, like you should be winning, be able to elevate the talent around you, and that's one Let's of go. the knocks on Anthony Davis is that he doesn't elevate the talent around him. And like you said, don't get me wrong, I love Anthony Davis. Like I'm an Anthony Davis fan. I like his game, but he has that Carl Anthony Towns in him where he just <clears throat> won't. He just wants to be. There, he just wants to make go do his job. I'm a clock in. You know what you're going to get from me, and I expect everybody else around mm-hmm. me to do better. And my thing is, if you're going to be regarded as one of those top five players, like you, eventually have to elevate those players. Like now, last year, everybody say, "Well, he he got out the first round. They won a series or whatnot." <clears throat> so great, kudos for that. But you also have to remember. He had another alpha in the locker room with him when they had Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really helped him last year because, you know, Rajon is going to – he's going to be the spokesperson. He's going to be the veteran that's going to tell everybody where they need to be. He does everything that Anthony Davis didn't want to do. So my thing is if you're going to be that guy that's going to be the top five player, like you eventually have to be a guy that elevates the talent around you. Like, no matter who you have around, like, you should be able to elevate them to be a consistent playoff team every single year. I mean, I see you got Jeff Boshi over here fired up. He was over here. I'm I'm jacked up. He was like an all kind of Migos ad libs during the sermon. You agree, Jeff Boshi? 100%. (laughs) Can I ask y'all a question about uh, going back to Minnesota? And this kind of ties in with Anthony Davis. 
Maybe this is like radio guy. I'm just trying to diagnose these people. Can you win if like your two best players want to be cool? Like I look at Andrew Wiggins, how he's always played. He want to be cool. Like yeah. don't play hard, coast. I'm gonna get by on physical uh, ability. We talking about Car Anthony Towns. Clearly doesn't have the dog in him. Like I think kind of wants to be that same cool dude. I don't know if you can have two dudes with that personality. You can have one dude with that personality, but you need that dog. Like, Shaq, to me, is kind of the same way. Like, Shaq want to be cool. <clears throat> but we know with Kobe. Kobe don't care if you like him, hate him, none of that. Kobe going to make sure you do what you need to do. Like, you need that yin and that yang. I'm looking at Minnesota. I'm looking at the Wizards. We're making that point. If they got two dudes that want to be, like, superstars without, to me, doing the work it would take to be a superstar, and that's kind of one of their big problems. Yeah, I mean, what do you, I mean, you're talking cool as in chill, just relaxed, or are we talking like really calculated, caring about what people think? What? I think like to me, some people have the dog, like like Jimmy Butler. Okay, you're Jimmy talking Butler about dog. Like, yeah, like Jimmy Butler Okay. You said a, cool. Yeah, I was all fucked cool, up. I was confused a little bit. <laughs> right. I, was I know like, what you're talking about. LeBron and Wade, they was cool. They, that's the one. first name that came to my yeah, head. That's what I was thinking. Jimmy, though, Wade, I know like cool. Wade is a like. I will dive on the floor for this loose ball. I'm going to fight yeah, you yeah, for yeah. it. I'm a dog. Like but he's going to do it in style? Yeah. Wiggins, he's going to make sure but, he poses but, when he's doing it? Wiggins ain't diving on the floor for no come, loose but balls. But I think it comes down to talent that. as well. Like, Wiggins, to me, you know already I've never been high on Wiggins. Wiggins just doesn't have the talent no matter how cool of an actual person I don't he know. Is. If he had the dog, I think he'd be a better player. Maybe. Yeah. You might be right. I, I mean, mean that, kill, that killer instinct. Top 10. No. I'm just saying the dog, like, because we always Dude, talk about on this show about dog about, don't help talent. Uh, I know, but I, I, we always talk about like with, look like, at Russell Westbrook, right? Yeah, yes. like, like, like if we could just like put Westbrook's like drive <clears throat> right. in other people, killer like, instinct, in, in Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins would be a top ten player in the league in my opinion if he had that motor, but he don't. Like, we go back to it. And I'm not, like, I mean, that's it. that's what we expected when we drafted him number one. I mean, when you draft somebody number one, you expect them to be top five potential, you know, at least. Uh, but he always showed that at Kansas. Like you could just right. see, like in, in games against West Virginia, he scored thirty-seven. Next week against so you didn't, Tech, he would shoot. Let me ask you. Then he, then he would shoot eight times. Like Wiggins, what are you doing? Like I, I always saw that in Wiggins. You didn't believe in Wiggins coming in. I, I'm not take the Brian. Mizzou blinders off. No, Where I, we had like, no. I, with Brian, like Brian doesn't believe in his ability. I always believed in his ability. Okay. I never believed in Wiggins' motor. Like I never thought that Wiggins, like to me, he doesn't care enough to be the player that I think he could be. Gotcha. Like I, I, I never got that vibe from him. Like I never got that. That's good instinct. Then good for you. Elevate my play. I think that affects his ability, though. Like well, I don't, I don't see the progression that he should be at based on what he was and what he could have been. I guess, and that's what the whole package is. What what bothers me about Wiggins, I think. He doesn't work enough to be as good as I think and a lot of people think that he can be, and that's why he's still inconsistent to this day for whatever reason. Or maybe just the work ain't translating. Maybe he does work as much as right. the next guy. But he should be a lot better, in my opinion, than what he – No shit. He's getting paid that way again. But <laughs> I guess to answer, to answer your question, and Bond, you all both big KU fans, Wiggins was kind of one of them dudes, like, at the end of the game, like, damn, he had 18? Right. Like, right. it never felt like he had 18. Hey. Like, I'm watching it. Yeah, he got a put back here. He got a shot here. And, like, yeah, the score, he said he had 18, but he didn't have an 18-6 kind of impact. Because he's a smooth game. criminal, man. Yeah, that, that's kind of how his game always came off to me with him. Like, I, I just I, – I was never a big fan of that. I was always that's a big fan of the athleticism and all that stuff. I was never a fan of that. Yeah, I've always – I've never th- – never felt that he he's had that motor he's you can tell he's always just been one of those guys that <clears throat> I'm just more talented than everybody so I can get away with 
a lot of things where, you know, I really don't have to work hard on. Like you said, when he was at KU, like, he would have those games where you'd be like, okay, okay, this is where he's about to take off. And then, like you said, the next game he's – where was Wiggins, you know? And it's just like he's – you know, that's one thing I don't agree on. Wiggins, he does have the talent. It's the motor. The motor is what is – what really – keeps him where he's at right now and he's always going to have guys like you know like Brian or just other people that feels like he's just not that guy because of that and I do agree with you know the original premise is you can't you can't have two guys like that as your two main players in your locker room and expect to be a winner like you have to have an alpha in your locker room you have to have I don't care what if you go down the history of the NBA and the the teams that have won championships? Everyone has that alpha oh, in yeah. their locker room. You have to because, like you say, if your your two star players are just like you know, if coach comes and you have a back to back and he gives you the option, you know, you know, the coach is always going to go to your vets or your stars and he gives the option. Hey, you guys want to practice tomorrow or you want to take tomorrow off? I like that. They're the type of guys that are going to say. Yeah, let's take tomorrow off because we've had two back-to-back games and, you know, we'll come in for shoot-around for our next game and be ready to go. Those are the type of guys that they are versus if you have those alphas in your locker room, those are the guys that are like, no, we practicing. You know, especially they look at our record shit. We 19 and 21. <laughs> no, nah, we practicing <laughs> tomorrow. I don't care. We we got two back-to-back. We got 15 players. So All right, Jim Boylan. We got, plenty, <laughs> we got plenty of guys where we can go. About to get fun. And that's what, you, but that's what you need in your. If you want to be a winner, I'm cool that's with what you have. I don't to want to practice for three hours though. We, I'm cool hey, with practice. But I doesn't don't matter. Here, but it's us, us being the non-players, right. yeah, we want them to practice, and we think they know and understand. But Darren Fox was just on Chris Haynes' podcast yesterday talking about that bowl situation, them being forced to play back to back, and he goes. Fuck that. On the podcast, he goes, no way in hell a coach is ever going to make me practice after a back-to-back. I like that attitude That's a second-year player. I like that attitude from the young boy. 20, saying I, I ain't going right. to practice. But look at, he's he's a second-year player. He's in, a, he's in a situation where. I'm on your side, man. I just think it's funny. That win. Yeah, and like I said, I, I agree. You don't want to overwork your players, but it's just the mind. Yeah. I, it's more about the mindset. Yeah, I hear yeah. dunking on people saying don't jump. Put I up like a bunch of shots. Like, yeah, you don't got to have a full. It's, hey, what? it's about the mindset because you got to think. Of getting better. Right, and you got to think too when they come in. Even if you decide to practice, like when you come into practice, it's not going to be necessarily with, with especially the star guys. It's not like they're going to make them right, go hard. Like you're going to be going right. five on five <laughs> for sure. Just fucking practice. Just do something. Go shoot some. Did you guys see what Royce White said yesterday about Andrew Wiggins? I try to avoid Royce White information, <laughs> but if you uh, got Royce White No, this is funny. This is funny. That's why we got Jared Haas here on the show today. There we go. It just gets better every time. All right, so Royce goes, The Timberwolves are paying $147 million for 17 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. He goes, give me $20 million and the ball. I'm definitely giving you 28 and 5 If you're a star at 30 minutes a game, 4 rebounds, fall in your lap. If you can draw two defenders, five assists fall in your lab. Come on now, guys. Lead. That's a lot of truth in that. <laughs> a lot of truth in that statement. Is it the same Royce White that wouldn't get on Spirit Airlines? <laughs> hey. No. I'm just asking. This you know what he said? He said, if the Timberwolves hire, he said if the Timberwolves hire Fred Hoiberg, he'll fly through a volcano with I'm just, Fred I'm Hoiberg. Asking, <laughs> I'm just asking, is this the same Royce 
Royce White that wouldn't fly Delta. Yes, the, the yes, one. the Colin Kaepernick of the NBA. The Colin Kaepernick of the NBA. That is Royce White. I'm just asking. I can't ask a question. He was the same one. Royce Spirit White on the list of people never coming on Super Bowl podcast. I'm just asking. He was the same one who. Wouldn't I wouldn't fly, fly Spirit Peter. Airlines. Fuck. At least get Delta or something. He wasn't flying Southwest. Southwest. Private. Southwest. Flying nothing. He wasn't flying anything. I'm. If I'm Andrew Wiggins, I say focus on yourself. That would be my message. To Check yourself, boy. That would be my thing. Focus on yourself. Uh, can we read this story about Jimmy Butler? Uh, Philadelphia 76ers all-star Jimmy Butler has aggressively challenged Coach Brett Brown. That's like white people for cussed out. Like I don't like I don't know much about it, but aggressively challenged Coach. Sounds like he cussed his ass out. That's I'm just telling you what it sounds to me on his role in the offense, completing a listen to this already tenuous chemistry among the team's big three hierarchy. League sources told ESPN they've been using a lot of big words to tell us something we already know. So on Super Bowl podcast lingo, he cussed out Brett Brown and the big three that they thought was going to work. It's not working the way they thought it was going to work. That's basically how that works. Is anybody shocked that Jimmy Butler is causing a problem not in this situation? This would be like... I'm shocked. The, this would be like if I started dating a girl. And Zach came up to me like, yo, I know her. She wild out on my homeboy. Then I hit the homeboy up. And he's like, yo, she, I heard she did X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, it's going to be different with me. And then six weeks later, she started wilding out. Like, at some point, if you sign up for the Jimmy Butler experiment, you got to know at some you point. Know what's coming. He going to cuss your coach out. You got to <laughs> know that from the beginning. It's He's either the coach or the player. Somebody going to get at it. At some point, like, we knew this was going to happen. Now, this happened a lot sooner than I thought it was going to happen. Sooner. But damn. I don't think it's a big deal. I, I, I really don't. I think uh, they both have come out and said it's not a big deal, first of all. The stupidest thing is, like, how is this getting out to the public? Like, already? <laughs> Like Pinsip. it's like definitely right. It's so, like these players. Everything, literally, everything in Philly just gets straight out. It's like they're everything they say is into a mic and not just to each other. Ben Simmons came home so mad and was telling Kendall all the tea. Right, <laughs> mommy, <laughs> mommy, what, hurt my feelings. Let me tell you what Jimmy said about me earlier. <laughs> she was like, "I'll fix this, baby." She caught up that TMZ reporter so quick and was like, "We we, we go get this problem dipped to the that's, that's I, it." I'm telling you 100% that's what happened. Yeah, I, don't I believe know, that. I that's a good theory. I'm with that. I'm with that. <laughs> no, I don't know, but that's 100% what happened. I'm going to tell you 100% that's what happened, that Kendall Jenner told somebody at TMZ, and that's how this whole thing <laughs> got. So you thing, think it's nothing? Yeah, the nothing. biggest thing, the reason why I think it is something, though, is because of what Embiid said earlier in the year directly after Jimmy Butler got there. He yeah. didn't like his role. First of all, everybody knows Nobody MB seems should happy be the guy. This. Nobody's right. happy. So, the coach ain't figuring right. it out for whatever reason. It's, it's so. on the coach. Yeah. yeah it's MB's not happy. Butler's not happy. Is Simmons ben happy? Simmons Nobody knows. Ben Simmons ain't shooting, so it should be plenty right. of shots to go around. So, exactly. I don't know why, why folks ain't happy. Jimmy's hasn't gotten more shots than he did in Minnesota. I mean, things stay the same, which is crazy. And all of his numbers, I mean, volume wise, yeah. I mean, are pretty similar. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But, their record, they're winning games. Yeah, they do. They're they're having success. I mean, I think you can have, I mean, tumultuous times and still have success. Like I think they'll get over this. Yeah. See, this is this is why like the younger players that are in the league, like you got an Embiid and a Simmons, they're not used to this. Like, you right. know, they're you not it. used to having 
a guy like Jimmy Butler that is in your face. I'm gonna come in the locker room. Demanding. I'm gonna say whatever I want to say, and like you said, like everything is from a good place for Jimmy because he just wants to win. <clears throat> so when you got a guy like that that comes in with a bunch of guys that are getting paid a hundred million dollars, like they're not used. They're not used to that. So. Now it's looked at as, well, you know, when they have a couple of bad games in a row or they don't have the numbers that they usually have, like a Joel Embiid when Butler first came there, like, it's like they don't know how to handle that. Oh, man, well, I don't like, they feel that, well, maybe if I say something about it, then things are going to change. Well, if he gets to say something, then maybe I should say something. So let me tell everybody that I don't like the role that I'm having right now versus it's like, if you want to win you have to learn to adjust. And there's going to be an adjustment period in any situation when you bring a guy like Jimmy Butler in with two other stars. Like it's going to be an adjustment period. But like you said, some player like I said, some players are just not they're not especially those two guys who they've only been in the league for, you know, two, three Five years, minutes. four years. Like they don't know that they have to learn how to adjust to that. And until that happens, like this is how they're always going to feel, but that's where the coaching comes into play. Absolutely, Bond, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I agree with everything you said. Right. My question to you would be: At what point does Jimmy Butler ever adjust to the other guys on his roster? Because at least the perception is Jimmy comes in here. If he don't get his way, Jimmy's going to cause problems. I don't. I honestly don't think it is a problem right now. I, I just think it's how Jimmy is. I think he's just loud, you know, and. Honestly, the other guys on the team aren't very loud, so Jimmy's the voice that stands out, and they just want something to talk about in Philly. And Jimmy's not afraid to tell the reporter anything, you know? So, of course, it gets out there, but I I don't think this is a big deal. I think they're going to make it through the season. They're going to get along just fine. I mean, Firkin Corkmas had more shots than Jimmy tonight. <laughs> uh, Landry Shaman had double the amount of shots, uh, but doesn't mean Jimmy didn't go 8 for 9 and score 20 points and have a good game. Very but. Yeah, very nice. But it's but, also, also you just look at the guys in which are the when when you start really hearing about Jimmy Butler or I don't give a fuck Jimmy Butler. Think about where he was at. He was in Minnesota with two young guys who are, you know, fairly new to the league and they don't ha they don't have that mindset. All they know is hey, I'm a talented player. I just got paid 147 million dollars. Uh, what did uh, what did Cat get? Has he got 160, bag. 160 <laughs> possible 200. And so you got these guys that are getting paid this much. You couldn't tell they're, me shit at 21 if I was worth 180 million. And right, that's no where shit. I'm going with it. So Fuck they're you, like, Jimmy look, Butler. I've gotten all this money, and right. that's the thing. They've gotten that money. I got the bag, boy. So why is this guy allowed to come in here and do whatever the hell he wants? You know, so they don't understand. And then on top of that, like they have not experienced winning. They're not saying that Jimmy Butler is just some winner, and everywhere he goes, that you know he's taking his team to the conference championship in the finals, but. You just have to understand where Jimmy Butler came from, where he started from. Like, Jimmy Butler was a guy, when he first came into the league, like, he was barely sniffing playing time. And now to develop to the type of player that he is, where he's respected with all the, you know, the stars in the league, the the veterans and guys, like, he's respected with them, but it's always contentious with these young guys. 
and now he goes to Philadelphia. He's pretty much in, I want to say, the same situation because it's a different culture and it's, you know, they're winning. But you're with two guys, your two stars are young pups, and they don't know how to handle a guy like that. Like, what what do you do? Like, you got a guy that's just in your you – know, now, Joel Embiid, granted, he'll, he'll say something back to, to Jimmy Butler, but still it's going to be one of those things that's going to affect how they play together. And that's why I don't really like, – like Zach said, I don't think it's a big deal because if you want to <clears> win <throat> – you got to have that type of mindset in your in your locker room. I do think I do adjust. think Embiid's mindset's different than Townsend Wiggins. Oh, definitely. I think he oh, can well, take no, a lot yeah. more of the heat, yeah. <laughs> but he also had to work for more of what he got. He wasn't just a natural talent, unlike Townsend Wiggins. I don't know if you guys know this. He played soccer as a kid. Right. I don't know if you guys know this. I mean, I, I just heard of this like last week that Joel Embiid played soccer. I didn't know. Yeah. He moves so good. <laughs> Right. I was joking of every KU game, they would tell us he was from Africa and that he played <laughs> soccer. Literally every single KU game, they told me. They did. They, yeah, the that they did. Uh, I can't believe that we went this long without asking Zach maybe a staple question of shoot for ball. We love to talk about guys that have finessed the NBA system. <laughs> Chandler Parsons is first team all finesse. <laughs> Let's it's go. Over the ni- he got $94 million. Yeah, he's up there. Who is your favorite I stole money from the NBA player? Because mine uh, is actually Harrison Barnes. Really? <laughs> he's actually having last- a great year. Harrison's having the best I'm year of his career, and he's earning it. Saying that the best year of his career ain't saying nothing to me. I I think he's earning his money right now. Honestly, I mean, well, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'll give you. You gotta those. be able to come up with a better name than Harrison fucking Barnes. I'm just saying is I saw Harrison Barnes play in the NBA Finals, and I was like, there's no way I would give him that contract. <laughs> Cuban could not wait to give him Max deal. So that, that's all I'm saying. Harrison Barnes, I'm, I, but Chandler Parsons, right? He's been bad. That that's a terrible contract. Yeah, no, he's he's contract? up there. I mean, Chandler Parsons just gave like a 20 minute walk down the runway. You know. And he he stayed on Instagram, so I think he's still there. Uh, yeah, he's definitely up there. I mean, the one name that pops out to me that keeps coming up is Timofey Mozgov. Uh, anybody that has that's a good one. Anybody with an F E Y Fay in their name is. Not making it. I actually you know, ain't making it. You know what? I actually let me apologize to Harrison Barnes. Woo. Noah from the Knicks was a contract. <laughs> Noah? And everybody knew when Joaquin <laughs> Noah got that contract for the Knicks. There was a zero percent chance that contract was going to work. A zero percent chance that was going to work. I'll admit, maybe I was. I mean, I didn't think he was going to be great. He was going to mellow some help. You was excited about Joaquin Noah. I, I was a little excited. I mean, he wasn't coming off a ba- he wasn't coming off a terrible year. I mean, just injuries, just injuries. Signed that deal, y'all thought that was gonna work for the Knicks. I thought the zero percent chance. I thought it was a good piece. Like I didn't. They think almost they instantly regretted that contract with Noah. <laughs> I will instantly. say, Mike Conley could turn out to be pretty awful, pretty ugly. I, I I do miss that two day span where Mike Conley was the highest paid player in the history. Right, that was, that was a great. great. That was a great time in American sports. <laughs> that Mike Conley was it. Uh, speaking of the Grizzlies, uh, something called a uh, Omri Caspery and Garrett Temple <laughs> from LSU. Hey, uh, they, got the they got the physical altercation. They got the they got the physical <laughs> altercation. Uh, I don't really know much about either of these two players. Why are they fighting? <laughs> Why are they fighting? They had a, they fighting because they lose. They had a fight. <laughs> you know. How, you know how bad your situation got to be for you to fight during a meeting. 
Think about all the meetings you've been in. Have you ever wanted to fight with somebody? The team meeting started causing point and blame probably on folks and then just said somebody had enough, clearly. Bond, you got something? Word is that... Word I'm, is. I like word is on, yeah, word on the street. This is going to be great. Word on the street is uh, Omri Caspi basically is one of those things in the locker room where you got a veteran that basically, you know, like, like Brian said, he has a championship. Fuck the Warriors still. Uh, but... <laughs> He, he was on a championship team. He doesn't hey, have a champ. I thought you were going to say step, something really kinky or erotic <laughs> about Hobby. Cassie played during the regular season. He wasn't yeah, playing. He's playing in Rush. That don't, does that count? He played during the regular Adam season. Adam Morrison's guy, too. So does Quinn Cook. He played during the regular season. We're counting him as a guy that has a ring. I'm just don't you dare hate on my boy Devin George over here. Right. They were there, so they know how to. Rings galore. I'll call you Devin George, bro. I'll let you call me. That's the most respectable. I'm jealous. Devin George. Brady Star, relax. All right, I'm not gonna tell you again. Oh, it's getting right. worse. But that, you know, kind of how your attitude is towards the whole Omri Caspi and why is he saying something? That's basically in a nutshell uh, how Garrett Temple that's was. What the it's like, that's now we're talking Garrett Temple. <laughs> that's what it was. It's like, Temple, well, it's you. It was pretty much who? Who the fuck are you? He coming in here trying that's to a, tell us what we need to question. do. And that, that was pretty much where, where the not, altercation started. I'm not letting started. anybody tell me what to do if you were 75 overall on 2k don't that. talk to me <laughs> get he, your rating up that? on 2k really that's a that's a high and then you can come coach me how, how old you, uh, what rating you got to be to talk to you 75 or above okay Damn. 76 you got to be 75 or above or, or you got to be like a grizzled veteran like a guy like uh haslam udonis haslam you might be a 62 on 2k but you can come talk to me you've you, been in the trenches you 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 definitely have some live nights some kod nights you can come talk to me as a young man. All right, I'm going to put hands on you, too, Yo, if you he, say something back to him as well. Cass, you can't talk to me. Fine. Hold on, let me look at his 2K rating. Hold on, let me look. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying I, his 2K rating. So, are you talking Omri Caspi this year? Yes, this I'm going to guess. Let's throw a guess. I'm going to say 66. I say 61. Oof. No, he's not a 61. They start you on 2K when you create a player at 60. That's your my player started at 70. No, I'm going to go 68. I'm going to go 68. 64. 64. He is a 73-year-old. Yeah, he's a 73. That's what I'm saying, Omri. You're not good enough to talk to me. you got to be a 75 or above to coach And he's not a vet for you? 73 overall or no? You had a ring. You got a ring. Yeah, you said you died Haslam at 62. You want to know what? His rating started at is 75, this? and then they did an update, and now he's at a Don't talk to me. You lost your 75. Week one, you could have talked to me. You can't talk to me week he's two on, when you when He's you on punishment high. in week two. Yeah, you can't talk to me. Get your rating back up to 75, and we can have this conversation. That's what I heard in the streets. Yeah, so different streets than what Bob was at, but that's what I heard in the streets. The way, the way he started that off, I thought he was going to go somewhere erotic with Omri <laughs> Caspi. Uh, let me – I will actually be tweaking up the streets. Uh, this is a very professional segue. Can somebody tell Steph that he can't try to take James Harden's move? Harden can do the triple step back. Steph – you, that's not your move. Why are you trying to steal other people's playground moves? Oh, thief, man. Hey. Thief. It's thieving. That's all, that's all he does. Where they they, stole Kevin where do they say LeBron says it all the time? This is a copycat league. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, does, he does say that. <laughs> if they're going to let James Harden do it, two-time MVP, got to at least try This is the funniest part of the whole thing to me is 
everybody knows it's a travel. Everybody. Steph did it and then was mad that they were on a travel. Right. Like, you knew you took five extra. You purposely took the extra <laughs> I, steps. Yeah, to I prove think he was trying point. to prove a point. He was yeah. legit pissed. <laughs> like, you purposely did this. And then when they call a travel, you want to hold up the one three and then I guess some guys in the league can get up. Just stop being messy, bro. I think I mean, they have a little. Right. I think they have a little rivalry there, Steph and Harden. I mean, battling for those MVPs and Steph, I think, is a little. I mean, edgy towards Harden leading the MVP race. What I have you right now? The NBA man, it's oh, yeah. just so petty. It's exactly. Pettiness, man. It's every night. It's somebody's gonna be petty. <laughs> there were Rockets fans trying to justify that too. That was the funniest thing on NBA Twitter. If, if that's what it takes, is another star getting called to travel to get James Harden calling to travel, then I don't know what to talk about. You're the martyr for Steph Curry. They need to get that up. You saw when the Lakers tried the whole, let's put our hands behind our backs. Just stop giving up. James Harden is going to get these calls for the rest of the season. Nothing you can do about it. Just wait for the playoffs, and then everything will be on level playing ground for James Harden. What do we make of the, I believe it was Stephen A. Smith, or it was Mike D'Antoni. They're kind of the same at this point. <laughs> uh, they're, kind of, they're kind of the same. Uh, oh, Harden is like the best offensive player in the league. I mean, oh, he's one, he, dude, he's one of the best offensive players of all time. A he's a, he's a top 10, top 5 offensive talent of all time. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, can't argue, I, can't. I don't think he's the best of all time. But yeah, No, I I'm, it's hard to say. I mean, so perimeter-wise, he might be the best of all time. And that's, I, I don't know who was like, Doubling down, saying this, it was one like Mark, one of the Mark talking. Said it too. Yeah, one of the talking heads. Perimeter wise, he might be the best. He's definitely the best ISO perimeter player of all time. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna throw that out there. But I'm not willing to say he's the greatest offensive talent. But I mean, his playmaking, passing, vision—it's unbelievable. Like we're witnessing history for real. I actually kind of feel like, and maybe this is a super hot take. I feel like Harden's December is the best NBA month since that Kobe month. I don't think it's a hot take. No, like you, guys, you guys remember the month I'm talking. No, about you're right. Kobe was out That's here. not a hot take. That's a being fact. So disrespectful to my guy. No, Steph. dude, yeah, Steph had one of his MVP season. Hey, he had like right. eight here, games I'm of forty plus. Hey, <laughs> Devin, Devin. That mug when he went when he uh, hit the three. Yeah, uh, yeah. Crazy, yeah. Then he went on the road. He didn't average forty. Like magic. He had like six games of 40, and then he was driving like 35. Like the Magic. Is that what you just said? First of all, don't sound like he said. The Rockets are those 10 games other than the Warriors. Who was the Rockets beating? I'm just asking. Exactly. No, Carrington, you're right. I just was asking. By sometimes to motivate Brian, I have to slight the Warriors. You know I mean? <laughs> just keep going. Keep poking the bear. Yeah, like just how Kobe had to do certain things to make sure Shaq was at his best. I know I'm I be trying to be chill. I be trying to be low key. I just try to be chill and low key. I'm just. Right, they said in the history. In the history. I feel like this is the history, best month an NBA player has had since the Kobe month. When Kobe was going back and forth from his incident, I don't want to get into it here on the podcast. You're talking, I'm, I'm assuming like the modern era, right? Yeah, I'm not, not talking good. about black and white basketball. No, I'm not talking about then either. But it's def- <laughs> it's, it's about that, three, we didn't, we didn't watch the games, but I mean, in the 80s, Jordan had a better one than what Wichita had. Okay, well, I said since the Kobe month. So this is the oh, okay, best since month the Kobe. since the Kobe. I thought you said. I thought you. I thought you. No, not ever. Like Kobe's was the since great. since okay. the Kobe month. Facts. I, mean, I guess. I guess. You guess better than Steph. I don't know about that one. 
The, the year the year is going to be close if he keeps it up at this rate. But I mean, that stuff year is going to be tough to beat. But yeah, that whole year. Honestly, last year Harden's year was probably better than that year. To be honest. So I'm dude. So Steph tight. is my. I'm a Steph over Harden guy too. I wear Steph's shoes. The numbers was there so for Harden. Normal. Don't like, get me wrong. I'm a Steph over Harden. Everybody likes Steph more than. Nah, Steph. I mean I'm a big I mean, like. Sorry, <laughs> right, never mind. <laughs> not me. Bond said not me. All I know is Steph has championship dreams. Harden just has dreams, Houston. Like they, they're out here fighting two different beats. You know what I mean? Like Steph legitimately cares about winning a ring. I don't think that for Harden. That's that was, which I'm assuming you segue into his comments. That was I was 100 percent okay with Harden's comments, other than the fact that which comments the ones where he needs the the MVP real bad. He needs another one. He basically said, I guess I like I like it, man. It, I like the because it takes two to get to the like yeah, the yeah, level he's at. Too. A lot of guys have one. I agree, but it tells me a lot about James Harden, the player, and why he is where he is. That's what those comments say. I love so the you, comments. You think that means like he's he selfish? No, 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 no. I just don't think he'll ever take that team to where they need to be. With He's never had the talent time. around him to have an opportunity to win. That's Last the problem. No, I disagree. I disagree. I think. From the I think they. Line. I think they would have lost. Rego- I'm a. I'm on the minority though. I'm a huge minority when it comes to thinking the Rockets would have still lost regardless. I. I truly think uh-huh. the Ro- Warriors would have elevated their play. And like, there's no beating that. If the Rockets had CP3 that whole series and Iggy missed, the uh, it's, whole hard series like did, it's hard to I deny. It's hard to deny. I, I mean, I'm cool with people worst. saying that. I but just disagree. Just I don't know. It just his focus seems to be on something else other than what is if that makes sense than what I think his goal should be. But you're so not willing why. to call him selfish. You're saying like I definitely don't think he's selfish because I think he makes better decisions and he makes better people around. Oh, him. unbelievable! I think, I think Russell Westbrook right. is selfish. But so let me let me see if I get you right now. So the way he plays is very unselfish, really team oriented. But sure. what he spews out, his voice, the no, words he I uses. I don't have a problem with the comments. The only problem I have is I don't think they're gonna take him to where he wants to be, which is winning a championship. I think he feels like if he gets another MVP, he's he's gratified his season. Okay, you think his think career is you think his career is set? That's that's what I think. I get you. I get you. Those comments. I think he yeah. should have bigger aspirations because he's that good of a player. I don't think that James Harden number one priority is winning a championship. That's what I, I, I don't feel that way. Like LeBron, I, I know LeBron goes into the season of at this point in my legacy, <laughs> only winning a ring matters. Doesn't right. matter how many MVPs I get. I think he wants to catch Jordan. Obviously, I gotta win a ring. I feel like Harden is perfectly fine yeah. just winning one more MVP. So, He's going to be a Hall of Famer. We'll look at James Harden as an all-time great player. I don't think he cares about being this okay generation's trophy. Well. All right, real quick. I don't think he does. Real quick, I, I'm cool with that, and I can see how you guys think this. So this just might be me, Optimus Prime over here. But <laughs> I um, honestly, <laughs> I, I honestly think – he just thinks he needs to, in order for the team to win. I think he really wants to win. I think he has a desire. Like, I think it drives him nuts hearing he's a playoff choker, hearing those things. And like, that dude works. You can tell. <laughs> like, he's so motivated more than ever. But I just think he says those things because in order for the team to win to reach that next level, he has to be the MVP. He has to play at that level. That's what I read from him. But that's just me being optimistic too, I th- probably. I think he just needs to play like that way in May and June. Because I don't, I don't, I don't think he has like the team is good enough. Like this, the talent around him, like I will fight people till the death. Like the talent around him is garbage. Clint Capella die. is super <laughs> overrated. 
Uh, but you think Clint overrated? He's made Clint Capella. Oh, yeah, I agree he's made him, but, I mean, he's a big man. Unless but you're Clint Andy Capella's Davis, defense is super overrated. Super overrated. Hey, I mean, he's not that great of a rim protector. I wish you guys could see Bond's face when he said and just Capella and, and, was overrated. Like, the people I don't, like, like, no. how, how high do you have him rated? Maybe that's what I so said. So I'm, I'm a big Clint Capella right guy, too. I like Capella. Who do you not like in the league? I feel like over the last hour I've heard every right. player you like in the league. Here, Tell me who you But here's like. the thing. I'm like him. Brandon Ingram, that's the player you don't <laughs> like in the league. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's tough. There's not many I don't like. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you who like. I like everybody. I like them. Uh, here's the thing. I'll tell you if I think they're bad or not. Like, I'll tell you that. But yeah, there's very few players I don't like. Like, I mean, there's definitely yeah personalities like and attitudes I <laughs> don't like. Sure, Marcus like Moore, Ben Simmons. I don't like his attitude. That's the first one that comes to my mind. But who's your who's your guy? You say you you think Clint's overrated? What? Why? I mean, more so the Rockets run a switching scheme. He's a terrible switch player right now. He's not a very good Defense perimeter defender. Uh, just little intricacies like that. Uh, but that switching is the biggest one right now. Uh, but I don't think his hands are great. Uh, screens yeah, are questionable at times. <laughs> but I mean, a, a lot of it comes down to I mean, breakdown we've ever had on the show. Just for what roll. they do, like I get what you're saying. Maybe overall he's not, but for what they need and what they do, I think he fits perfect. Oh, he's he's the perfect running mate for James Harden. Yeah, he for is sure, for sure. absolutely. But could he be a little better rim protector and a better defender um, to anchor a, a that lot defense? Of, a lot of defense, right? Have, have if you mixed him and Rod- Rudy Gobert. Whew, things could get pretty. I mean, yeah. like, if he was as good of a defender as Rudy Gobert. I mean, we are comparing him to the defensive player. To right. Ex- yeah, too, so. No, even Steven Adams, I mean, is oh, a way yeah. better defender. Can we uh, close with this? We have to – it's mandatory. It's in the shoot for ball handbook that we have to talk about LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, boy. Um, before you – go ahead. I apologize. Before you move on, I just have one comment. No, go ahead. We'll be talking about go ahead. the Rockets and we'll be talking about James Harden. I apologize. I was wrong. His little MVP. Let it get it. Um, um, his streak. Why are we not talking about the fact that when he really start killing – is when AR <laughs> when I got got there <laughs> AR twenty five <laughs> made it tribute oh, video. Come on, it was before, Houston, long before that, man. That's I wish I had that before. Yeah, definitely. I said that on this podcast. Bruh, after why are you trying to hype this man up? <laughs> and then you told me he had a, so sol- he had a solid week's worth of games. Wait, in Austin's AR your guys' guy? No, yes, Austin no. Rivers is the official <laughs> sponsor okay, all right, all right. player. You know how they do like Make a Wish, where you can like. <laughs> Make a wish that, that's what we've done with Austin Rivers on this show. Daddy, I want a football. <laughs> that's what we've done. Hey, Austin Rivers. I am got not a about to make video, fun of So yeah, he he became a topic of Yeah, that, that tribute legend, video, yeah, yeah that was legendary. Legend. I did <laughs> listen to your guys' episode of the tribute video. That was a good yeah, one. Uh, that, that one was fire. Can we talk about the Lakers and not having LeBron of I kind of felt like people were like, Oh, they all right without LeBron? No, they're the same sorry Lakers from last year. Now with no LeBron James, they're terrible without LeBron. How is this a shock to anybody? I feel like people, and I don't want to point no fingers at nobody, <laughs> people like Brian don't want to admit no. and acknowledge how great LeBron is. No, I admit that he's great, but you acting like, what are they? They prior what? Two and four, two and three. How many games did he miss? Six? Seven? Six. So they're one. And, they're two and six now. Oh, two and, two and six. Eight or, games? Yeah. Of those six losses, how many were close games? They're not getting blown out. LeBron's the difference in them winning close games and and, and, and losing. Else. 
So yeah. he he's 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 tipping the scales in their favor. But last year the Lakers won thirty some games with those same guys minus LeBron. It yeah, just and, takes and, a little bit to adjust because exactly LeBron makes players LeBron, adjust. It takes a, a few games right. to figure it out as much of what he was doing. Yep. As you see, Kuzma's uh, stepped up. Ball's gotten better. Brandon's been the same same as he is really. Uh, <laughs> <Which> <laughs> whatever is, that means. Which is blah. <laughs> yeah, but Brandon I mean his blah is twenty points Brandon a game. Ingram is the most. <laughs> Talked about average player of the NBA. And I, I'm at fault for that, definitely. Because yeah. I feel like all of us, and I put myself in the category, man, they got LeBron, Brandon Ingram about to start hooping. Brandon Ingram, I mean this no, in all seriousness. Never, I feel I've the never same said thing Brandon was NFL. that guy. I feel the same way in the NFL whenever dudes go to like Alabama or Clemson that will like give them all the excuses. A guy like Kelvin Benjamin, like, Kelvin Benjamin, we look at him a lot differently if he went to, like, Colgate. Like, yo, Kelvin Benjamin's a boy. <laughs> like, like if we Christ. could look at a guy like Brandon Ingram and then he doesn't go to Duke and he goes to, like, Oklahoma State, we look at Brandon Ingram completely differently. Completely differently than we do. Like, Brandon Ingram is just okay. He ain't never going to turn into the next big Ooh. thing. Brandon Ingram I still is, believe. Brandon Ingram I still is believe. okay. He, I mean, the, yeah, he's, he's, he's right. not the guy that Magic hyped The dude's up, like, 21 years, years old. I'm, I'm not big on. I'm not big on. Coo- I mean, on you know, I like so, Coo- over over Ingram. I would that's fine. Ingram, I can have. I would say with Ingram, the best joke I heard was, and y'all play 2K. He was the dude that spent all the money on like shoes and tattoos, and none of it on the rest of the parts of his game. <laughs> and when I watch Brent Ingram, that's what I think every time I look at him. Like you look the part, you ain't the part though. I, I'm 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 getting off the Brent Ingram train. I'm off. So you think he's going to be, this is what he is basically, or what, I mean. I don't know if there's another ceiling for Brandon. Wow, you're writing off a 21-year-old kid? I don't know if there's another level. So all of you are on this page? I wasn't. I'm not far over the deep end as they may be. I still I, think he can be a top twenty player. I used to I, think top five. That, I mean, when he came into no, when he came into the league, people draft they drafted him that high because they thought he could be a top three, top five player. You draft a guy number two for that reason, yeah. like we said earlier. But I mean, it's definitely gone back. I I said top twenty now. That's that's drastic. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, a ceiling. That's a that's I, a, that's a ceiling. Like I feel that it's not necessarily like I don't think that I don't think that he's reached his ceiling like okay like they're saying what well, i feel that he's reached his ceiling playing with lebron like i don't oh, think wow. that his game so is get the hell out of there i don't think that his train. game is really going to get any better than what it is now because when you're playing with lebron you have to be able to shoot the three like you can't be a player that's an yeah. in-between guy and 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 think that you're going to you know going to become this player that they think that he's going hey, to become. Last year he shot 39% from three. That's what the leap he made last year, but he's regressed again. Um, is it because of LeBron? I don't know. I mean, he's shooting around 32%, which is pretty awful. I mean, that's a huge drop-off. But it's a, it's a lot different, too, when you're a guy that – when you're a guy that has the ball in your hands a lot, like, it's easier to get in rhythm. Mm-hmm. So, last year, yeah, Brandon Ingram right. had a great – he had a he had yeah, a, I'll give you that. a respectable – three-point percentage, uh, but when you got the ball in your hand, it's easy to get in the rhythm versus now you got all these guys that's, you know, now Lonzo's handling the ball. Go be a spot-up shooter, man. Exactly. (laughs) So you're catching, you know, when you get your 
your your two to three attempts a game, like you probably ain't felt the ball in right. six or seven possessions. So now you're expecting to be, pause. you know, a good shooter. You know, pause. Thank you. <laughs> Feeling the wrath of LeBron. Hey, but but that's that's the thing. That's why I say I don't feel that he's going to reach that. Okay. His ceiling. So kind of like Kyrie got capped out a little well, bit. Well, I would never certainly say that because I'm a LeBron guy, so I'm going to go there. Right. Right. I think Kyrie maximized. I think what it is is the I, I fact. Agree. I think that with, when with you Brian. got, yeah. I think when you got, I think Kyrie got better. When you got Kuzma, you know, keep what I'm going, keep going. When you got Kuzma now that you know he developed his game to where he he knew who he was going to be playing with. He went and worked on his game. I said this it's in previous perfect. podcasts that he went and worked on his game, worked on the things that's going to make him successful playing with LeBron. So I think when you add him on there and him taking that leap, that I, I wouldn't necessarily say that everybody think that he would take, but that leap that, you know, that he took his leap before Brandon Ingram took fair, his. Fair, yeah. So now you got him, and I think that's another thing that's contributing to why B.I. is where he's at right now. Not to mention, yeah, B.I. got suspended. You know, he missed some games, you know what I'm saying, for for injury reasons too. So, you know, that's a, it's a lot of things that plays into that. But I think, and I've been saying this, like if the Lakers are going to reach – the potential that they're going to want to reach is going to be because of Brandon Ingram, right. but it's not going to be because of Brandon Ingram in a Lakers uniform. Maybe this uh, is a good example, and maybe this is like an extreme, but like <clears throat> whenever we watch Giannis, like early on in his career, I felt like Giannis had like a next step. Like, man, Giannis can be the best player in the NBA at some point. And to me, Giannis took that step. Now, I don't think he's the best player, but like I can see, like, but like, <laughs> like I can see whenever LeBron like starts the decline of like how I can look at Giannis, like he's the best player in the NBA. Like to me, he took that leap. I kind of look at Brandon Ingram the whole time like, man, where's that next step from Brandon Ingram? I just don't know if he's, like, I don't know how much drastically better Brandon Ingram's going to get. To, I don't know that. But to me, Giannis, and this is my opinion, Giannis didn't necessarily take a leap per se. Like, when you look at Giannis's game, like, his game has really consistently been the same yeah. over the past two yeah, or three years. Yeah. What changed... Ooh. was when Mike Budenholzer came in yes. and he changed that system up to where it's a more okay. free-flowing, running gun. We're going to have guys out here shooting a bunch of threes, which opened the floor up for Giannis. That's fair. Giannis is still doing the same. Now, granted, I'm not going to say that he hasn't gotten better because you can tell Giannis has been in the gym. You know, you see the changes in his body. I feel like I got to say pause on yeah. that. But you can <laughs> see he's been working you know, so we're now he's more aggressive than what he was, but a lot of that too is because now it's just the system that he in, the floor is a lot more spread for him. He can go and reach and do his free throw line dunk with just reaching his arm out because <laughs> which, is, which is incredible. Every the time. only Straight person that's dunk. between you is if is, is him and, and a defender. And nine times out of ten, that's a dunk for Giannis. So I don't. I wouldn't necessarily just say that Giannis has just take this incredible leap. I just think now he's in a better system. And it's really showing what he could be if, and that's that goes back to what I always say coaching. Coaching makes a difference. You know, sometimes people say coaching don't make a difference. The, the NBA is about talent, which is true. But coaching can make a lot of difference in a lot of these uh -huh. stars being, easier. you know, the players that they can be. I, I, yeah, James Harden's a great player, but he's in a system too where it's just like, I, shit, I got the ball in my hand every time. Coach wants me to shoot the ball. <laughs> And we, he wants us to get up a lot of shots so I can shoot, do my step backs, get 15, 16 assists a game. Like, it's 
that system is helping him be able to do that. And I think that's what a lot of these coaches need to learn how to do is to adjust to the stars that you have around you. And you can see a lot of these stars reach the potential that they, that they can possibly be. And that's why I say Brandon Ingram, if he got into another system where he's not just bogged down to, you know, being, you know, a guy that I'm getting so many touches and then I got to, you know, do my thing and need so many touches, like he could really – his ceiling is not where I feel that you guys feel that his ceiling is. He's no Andrew Wiggins. That's all I'm going to say. No, that's right. He's no, <laughs> hey, speaking of that – the Wolves just put it home on the Thunder. <laughs> Wiggins dropped a 40-piece. 40 40-piece 40 for the big wig. I mean, so, that's, I, I feel pretty good because now over his next three games, he'll score 40 points. <laughs> he'll be like, oh, what happened with Andrew Wiggins? I've got a very serious question, Brian, to ask you. A very okay. serious question. You got a three-point jump shot for your life. Are you taking LeVar Ball oh, or Ben Simmons? <laughs> you got a you got a three point shot for your life. Hey, I, I watched that minute and a half clip. He ended up LeVar ended up making one, so I've yeah, seen him physically make one. That is true. Ben Simmons, he's made one since college, and I didn't see it, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it exists. It's like a unicorn right now. I'll take LeVar. What was so funny about that video is. LeVar was like the old dude who hadn't shot a basketball. Oh, yeah, in a while. you could tell. Yeah. That, like, keep asking for change. Bruh, change he, works. He I was too, to you he was too far back behind it. the three point line. He should have scooted up some. Get in your wheelhouse. Get in Get in range. He should have done a layup line first to get his old muscles warmed up like a car. Like, you wouldn't just get in an old car and just instantly start the engine and then drive. You would let that motherfucker run for a little bit. LeVar didn't take give no warm-up shots. Give him a little gas yes. first. He didn't take no warm-up shots. He's shooting Steph Curry range. Young blood, go ahead and give me that ball, young fella. <laughs> Clapping and shit, in getting his, the ball. In his dad jeans. He was shooting old, over his head shot, air ball. Then you, you can't, then you, don't be selfish. Don't ask for, oh, no, give me that back, young blood. You Got to keep shooting until you make one. He shot nine times. Hey. <laughs> 50 cent over here. Got to make one. And then the crowd, like, after They all just closed in on him. closer on LeVar. Like, the bro, pressure started hitting him eventually, I guess. I don't yeah, know. bro, you better get LeVar out of here, bro. <laughs> At least he's the, he has the confidence to take yeah, it. Yeah, he kept shooting. That's why I'm taking because he got the confidence. He's the good is like, uh, Yeah, Ben ain't even shooting him wide open. I don't think the LeVar lacks for confidence in any capacity. LeVar had maybe 1,000 people watching. Ben's got 20,000 on the night and won't shoot him. So. Hey, I think LeVar... Var is rubbing off on uh, Lonzo's free throw percentage. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, like it's, what? How it's dropped over the years? I, I just I, really I, realized this. He went from eighty percent in high school. Last month he shot twenty eight percent. I like you with the numbers. Eighty, sixty seven, forty five, forty one. Numbers or facts on this show. It's just. Speculation. Speculation. It's all speculation. That we say is fact. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to blame LeVar. I'm going to blame Lonzo's personal life. He seems like he got some baby mama issues right <laughs> now he's dealing with. That that's what's happening right now to his game. I saw on Facebook his girl yeah, was tell calling me, what's a happened? deadbeat dad, and now he had, he had to make her apologize <laughs> and all that. The same girl that been on all the Right, shows? the same one that's yeah. always been down. No, yeah. I'm serious. Up to the she shot, called him, she called him a deadbeat dad. He called her up on Facebook Watch and was like, apologize on The Breakfast Club. And is she about, I'm serious. Hold on, he went on oh, wait, Lonzo's got a show? I, I, make, I made that part. Oh, I was about to say. That was all speculation. <laughs> <laughs> that the was all speculation is real. Holy that shit. Was, that was it all speculation. On the shoe for ball, no, ball, I'm yeah. serious. She called him. Say, hold on, I'm going to read this to you. LeVar Ball confronts Denise 
Garcia <laughs> over Deadbeat Dad comments. Did LeVar or Lonzo? Lonzo. Okay. Uh, hey, so hold on. LeVar, so earlier in the year, before the season started, Lonzo and his now ex-girlfriend had a public feud on Instagram. Everything goes down Instagram in the NBA. <clears throat> that uh, that hit its peak when Garcia suggested that Ball was a deadbeat dad to their firstborn daughter, Zoe. Neither the Ball family or Garcia publicly uh, commented on the matter until the latest episode of Ball in the Family, which tackles the issue of how everyone directly or indirectly involved in this situation reacted to Garcia's comments. The title of the episode fittingly was called <laughs> Not the Baby Mama Drama. <laughs> Lonzo's younger brother was taken back by Garcia's comments. I looked on her Instagram live and was kind of like I wasn't expecting that. I thought they were more. This is uh, mellow. I thought they were more mature than that than I guess. <laughs> why, why is somebody getting a getting I a quote you, from Mellow? We need our we need our own segment of it goes down on the gram no, every no, week. No. There's some NBA drama on the gram. These young millennials, man, they too much on on the gram. <laughs> it's always something on the gram. And then Lavar, he was equally unimpressed with Garcia's comments. Denise, she's kind of losing my votes for her on the fact that she's sitting there on a damn phone in front of her face on Instagram talking about blinking. I didn't like that one bit. That's what LeVar said. <laughs> what, I, what, I don't, what I don't like about this is LeVar that is mad that someone else used social media to talk about things. Nigga, that's all you've been doing for two years. You can't get mad at nobody for going on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. MySpace, Black Planet, I don't care what they're using. <laughs> TikTok, I don't know what these kids are using these days on social media. You can't be mad at nobody. Wait, what's TikTok? It's some app, I don't know. I always like that whenever we talk about this non-basketball stuff, Bond has no interest. Bond's like, here, I ain't here to talk about no foolishness. I'm not here for none of that. <laughs> Bond ain't talked about nothing since, uh, since a KOD close. He's been done with these non-basketball topics on the uh, Shoot for Ball, Ball podcast. Uh, Bond, as we close, is there anything hardcore X and O's you want to discuss? Is there any pivotal Suns and matchup coming up that you want to talk about? I don't know how the Suns became your favorite team on this podcast. That'll never happen. That'll never happen. You already know that. Nugget Nation all day, every day, till I die. I really enjoyed this diverse podcast that we had today. <laughs> this, this is the diversity episode of the Shoot the Ball podcast. I feel so honored. Now, you know, you're the, the first and maybe the only white person. Maybe Heist. That might, we might let one <laughs> yeah, other white person on the on. show. That might be it. I don't know. You gotta this is not a safe space for your content. He's taking, <laughs> he's taking people playing time. And, hey, we, we might have... People coming back into practice pulling Jimmy Butler next week. <laughs> I'll take all three of y'all on. I, I do give you credit for the – I told him we were recording at 7.30. He was here at 7.20. Hey, here, guys. Hey, I'm here. Bond just casually strolled in 7.42. Actually, I was here at 7.30. Thank Bri you very Brian much. Brian show up in his normal 7.51. He's at 7.30. Sitting in the parking lot at 7.27. <laughs> um, I want to close with this. We appreciate you listening in 2019. I feel really encouraged about the future of this podcast. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get through this season. You know, it was it was shaky for a minute. I feel confident us getting through the season. Hey, look at the upgrades we went from. <laughs> right. From you disrespecting Paul Pierce and the podcast just going to fucking hell. <laughs> then we get upgraded to the studio. Chris sound, quality yeah. HD sounds <laughs> when we listen to it on the playback. Now we got guests. We got guests. Like, I know. Veteran podcasters. They, they be having real guests. Like, we on the come up. I like where we headed right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, whenever we were doing it at my apartment and it sounded like I was Bruh. in the room and Brian was in the bathroom. We was doing two was cans on a string. That's how we were. It wasn't looking good. We've certainly upgraded our digs. 
Zach, uh, tell oh, people yep. about your podcast. It's been a pleasure. I am with the Four Seasons Show. Uh, that's 4SZNS. Look us up anywhere. Um, iTunes, Apple, Spotify. Catch me on Twitter, Z-A-K-N-O-B-L-E. Uh, I'm a big part of NBA Twitter. And my partner, Ryan Mogjosh, check us out. Appreciate it. I was uh, I was listening to their podcast and they started with the sponsor and I was like yo we got to get to that level I can't I can't <laughs> That's wait when to you sell, made it. I can't wait to sell this thing now. I can't wait I can't wait to start the podcast with the ad at five minutes hold on Bob why you make this point let me tell you about Squarespace I can't wait, I can't wait. I'm telling you, we're going to have more ads than a YouTube gotta, video once this thing really catch up. we got to find every a way to eight, segment it in there. Every eight <laughs> minutes we're giving you an ad We can't go thing. from talking about Otto Porter's bad deal to being, you know what else is a bad deal? Losing your hair. That's why it's just for men. It's just for you. No, we don't need nothing like that. Uh, so my dog, Brian Kennedy, Aaron Bond, Zach Noble, and this was another episode of the Superball Podcast.